0: Well, hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of The Flash Podcast, your podcast for eventually weekly reviews of the upcoming CW show, The Flash, starring Grant Gustin and Dr. Barry Allen slash The Flash, brought to you by the creators of Arrow, um, a spin-off show that is now being worked for The CW, and hopefully it's going to land a spot on the 2014-2015 schedule, which of course it will because it's one of the most hyped projects right now over The CW. But until then, we're going to do something called Season Zero where we cover The Flash in all sorts of media, such as animated shows, movies, the 90s nice television show. We're going to talk about different characters from the comic books as part of our character spotlights. And, um, yeah, that, that's ba- basically it. But but and we t- this week, we're going to talk about bar Allen, a.k.a. Impulse, slash Kid Flash. And with me is a special guest. Uh, he is a co-host of... He's a co-host of Nerd Nation Radio. Then it's it's the, sh- it's the same show that uh, Steve Donnelly, who was here pre episode two and did Free Ghost with me, and um, the second Barry Allen episode on Arrow. And now his co-host Gene is here. Gene, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Andy. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Well, thank you for being on. And yeah. we're gonna jump to some flash news, uh, both related to the TV show and. Um, to this podcast, actually. So first off, it was announced a couple of days ago, almost a week ago, to be honest, that um, two Flash characters are going to be making their first-time appearance on Arrow. It was confirmed by Mark Guggenheim that Daniel Panabaker, who's going to play Caitlin Snow, and then (coughs) Carlos Valdez, who's going to be playing Cisco Ramon, will be appearing in episode 19 of Arrow called The Man Under the Hood. Maybe it's a... I don't know. I don't know if it's, if they're referring to Red Hood. I have no idea, but I'm assuming it's not. So they're going to appear uh, in that episode along with Star Labs. And uh, if you want more details, head, head over to FlashTVNews.com for more information. And um, Gene, what do you think about this news piece?
1: I'm, I'm pretty excited, especially seeing that Cisco is going to be on the show. I like the fact that um, I think while Arrow will still remain the, the DC show without superpowers, that flash is gonna full on embrace the superpowered aspect of the DC universe. So I think that'll be terrific.
0: Well with the Miracuru and so on, I think that they are a bit superhero you know, they're starting to be, become more super to be honest. But I, I get what you mean. Yeah,
1: it could be uh it'll be interesting seeing these two shows. Also seeing the two men, the contrast between um between a man like Barry Allen. And a man like uh, like Ollie Queen, as portrayed on the TV show, because uh, Barry I think is a much lighter character, um, much more interested in doing the right thing. Whereas uh, so sometimes Ollie will uh, break the rules to get stuff done. Barry typically doesn't, so it'll be neat having two of them side by side on TV.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it's good they're introducing the two characters that people doesn't know a lot about because why he's. You know he's just, he was recently just relaunched into the new fifty two a, a few years ago, and I think his I think his book was actually cancelled recently, which is sad. Uh, I've collected the first ten issues, and apparently that that's it. There are no more issues after that uh, issue ten, but and also then we have um, Caitlin Snow, the fourth version of Killer Frost, and uh, we don't know anything about her either. So I think it's good that. Uh, the audience who is following Arrow and who is probably going to follow Flash as well, will get an introduction to these characters. So, yeah, I think it's a good sh- sh- choice. It, it, I honestly thought they they were going to show um Eddie Fawn first actually, for some reason to kind of set up a little bit how he's going to be acting as the villain. Supposedly, I you know at this point I you know, I, I I assume he's going to be the villain because Fawn. Bird's Flash. Sure. But yeah, uh, yeah, so episode 19, we don't have a date yet for that episode. But it should be, let's see, today it's Monday. So they're going to show episode 17, Birds of Prey, on Wednesday. So that means next week it's Deathstroke. So it should be, unless there's another hiatus, we will get episode 19 on April 9th. And we're gonna cover that episode. I'm gonna bring on a guest host for that episode, and um, yeah, we're gonna talk about the debuts of these two characters for sure. And um, yeah, that's a, that's technically all the news we have for Flash in terms of TV, the TV show or the TV show or the crossover. But uh, we have some Flash podcast news as well. So a few days ago, I finally did. I launched the Flash Podcast website. No more SoundCloud.com. Or you know, look, if you're still a fan of SoundCloud and you have the app on your phone or something like that, you can, you know, go ahead. You can still use it. You can download SoundCloud to your to your iPhone or Android device, and you can listen to the podcast there as well. Be used. I'm going. I'm going to use. Theflashpodcast.com website from now on. That's where you will get all, all your episodes, and I will upload the sound. Well, I have to upload them on SoundCloud, so but I will make them available for you to, for you to download and you know listen to. And so it's not going to be a private website. It's still public to everybody, but I'm going to be promoting this new website even more. So just prepare, be prepared for that. So yeah, the flash podcast. Yeah, theflashpodcast.com. Is your new home for the latest news about the podcast, and and um, you know I will occasionally post a few news for, about the TV show, but mostly I will be t- I will be trying to do them on on the podcast instead. But uh, we will have some co- cool stuff for you guys on that website, and um, I think that's about it. So let's talk about
1: Bar Alan. Well, that's interesting. And to actually get to the core of that, we have to go back a little bit further before Bart was born. Um, In the 80s, the decision was made that DC was going to reboot their entire universe. Um, In order to do that, they were doing a series called Crisis on Infinite Earths. Pardon me. In that series, Barry Allen, the original Flash, was slated to die. Um, so in order to do that, they had to cancel the main Flash book, which was well past issue 300 by then. So they launched into this very long storyline where Barry Allen actually goes on trial for having killed Reverse Flash. Um, that story went on for about 30 issues and ended with uh, the last issue of the Flash comic. In that last issue, Barry actually goes to the future to get away from 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 what's going on. Uh, he's been you know he he's let go for the crime, but he still doesn't want to be there anymore. He goes to the future where he's actually reunited with his wife who had been killed. Uh, somehow some weird DC comic crap, she ends up alive and the two of them live in the future for several years. Now, during that time, they have two children who are called their tornado twins. And, and eventually you end up with, uh, with, with impulse. Impulse is actually the, the biological grandson of Barry Allen in the future. Um, And then you don't know this, though. We don't see Bart for for several years. Uh, Crisis rebooted, and then it was 1994 when Barry was gone. Wally had been the Flash for quite some time. In issue 92, um, Iris comes back from the future and tells Wally that they've got to save Barry's grandson. And you see this kid running uncontrollably through through the planet, and Wally's the only one who can stop him. Um, he was raised in, um, in basically uh, augmented reality, uh, the effect of being raised in a video game. He, he, and he was aging rapidly because of something that was wrong with him. Uh, so in three years, he was actually looking like he was like a 12-year-old kid. So Wally had to wrap up the problem, whatever was wrong with, with Bart, and Bart stuck around. Now, Bart was there, but he didn't have a name yet. Then DC decided they were going to do their next big crossover, which is called Zero Hour. In Zero Hour, which Bart participates in, Batman names him Impulse. So Batman is responsible for the Impulse name. Uh, and then Impulse kind of, at this point, although Mark Wade had created the character, they didn't have much going on as far as a, a personality for Bart. His first appearances, he's he's kind of like very meh, not really very well formed. Um, he appeared in issues of Justice League Task Force, he was put on uh, a group of Teen Titans that was very unusual, uh, a different group of Teen Titans, not the one that you know. Uh, and then finally, Mark Wade pitched an ongoing Impulse book. Uh, in the in the ongoing Impulse book, we started to see Bart as as his child, this kid, this really cool kid that he re, he was a really fun character, and who became the Impulse that we know today, or did know
0: okay yeah and um they they i think in a lot of media and so they they pretty much kept it at a version that version he cut that he goes back into the past and so on but um but but the, go on and t- talk about how some of the biggest how should i say the biggest arcs that he went through you know some of the biggest events of his life that made him so iconic because brian is a pretty known flash character uh, even more famous than jay garrick surprisingly
1: yeah i, I would say he's beloved um it the the way it worked is he had his own book, and that was really cool and Every couple of years, the flash books would all tie together um There'd be a big story where all the flash characters would show up together and Bart was part of that group. The thing about Bart um initially in the comic he had the he was faster than uh than Wally, and supposedly even faster than Barry would have been had Barry been alive um but the thing is he was a kid not only was a kid i would describe him as a kid with adhd he was very easily distracted um and and so what you saw was a lot of times impulse would kind of get in the way um he would almost be a problem um and and eventually he ended up joining his very own team Uh, a writer named peter david one of the, the the best writers in comics today and and yesterday um decided to do a book called young justice and that was to star robin the Superboy at the time who was a clone of superman and impulse and uh, there you even saw more of of bart just being wacky and fun and that started with a series called world without grown-ups where all the superheroes were reduced to children and uh the young justice was the only they were the only real heroes around um And Bart was part of that. As I mentioned, he was part of Zero Hour. Zero Hour was a huge series. It was the biggest series after Crisis. And the idea of that was to bring around uh, Hal Jordan had turned evil at that point. And uh, Hal Jordan ended up being the surprise villain of that book. And uh, Impulse helped out in stopping him. Um, Again, there were the the various flash books uh, throughout the years. And eventually, and this is, this is years down the line from Young Justice, the Impulse book was canceled, uh, and Bart was only appearing in Young Justice. Young Justice was canceled. Um, then Jeff Johns decided he wanted to relaunch Teen Titans. In that series, um, Bart Allen became Kid Flash. And uh, the, the, they kind of made an attempt to still keep him innocent, but at the same time, they wanted to kick things up a notch and let Bart go to the next level of his maturity. Um, and the way they did that was Bart had um, overestimated someone who was, they fought in issue three or four of the book. And that person was Deathstroke and Deathstroke started taking out the Titans one by one. The way he took out impulse was he shot him in the kneecap and with nice. with a with a shotgun, right? So Bart, you know, he healed quick, but he had to go through this painful period of surgery, where his body was knitting itself together, but in the wrong way. So the surgeons had a real tro- real problem with him. Um, Bart responded to that by realizing he wasn't living up to his potential as Kid Flash and he went to the, uh, I think it was, they were based in, I believe San Francisco at that time, but he went to, he, he ran to the New York public library and read every single book in there. Uh, and he did that in like two minutes and he did that. So he would have, he'd be a more knowledgeable character. And he realized that Bart could actually read at super speed as well, which is something I'm pretty sure the other flashes can't do. Um, so he was able to do that and he, he picked up a lot of knowledge that made him a better character and a little more mature. And, uh, you had this this whole thing where Bart was becoming more mature, but he still kept his innocence, and that was wonderful. And then, of course, eventually, Bart, like everybody else, was rebooted for the New 52 and had a vastly different origin, which is just coming out now in the Teen Titans comic.
0: Yeah, I read the, teen, uh, I read the first eight issues of that book. I quite enjoyed him a lot in that book. Actually, I loved the art.
1: Well, I, I enjoyed the art, too, and I kind of wanted to enjoy the story. Um, I started to enjoy it. I don't like where it eventually went. Where they are now, I, I don't like how Bart ended up. They've like they've vastly changed his origin. I think the innocence of Bart is, is kind of gone. I mean, it doesn't make him a bad character. It just doesn't make him the Bart that I grew up to love.
0: Now, okay, so you talked about his his transition from Impulse to Kid Flash. Um, I'm wondering. Uh, though what is what can you, t- um, can you t- t- tell us a story about his transition from Kid Flash to the Flash? Because I know there is there's this famous issue that I always see. It's he's there's there's a Flash running like he he has his knee up in the air and it, I think it's called the the run was called the Flash the Fast Man Alive from 2006 to 2007 and I always remember that cover. Yes. So talk about that a bit because I haven't read it and so I want to get to know it a little bit better.
1: Uh, basically what happened was, um, at that point in time, Wally had been taken off the board. Um, he was not around to, to, to be flash and, um, they had, uh, artificially inflated, uh, Bart's age. So he looked like, a, almost like an adult, maybe a young adult, maybe like a Nightwing age character. Uh, and he took on the legacy of being the flash. What we didn't know at the time was that this was all set up as a temporary measure they knew this book was being canceled when the first issue came out so the writers of the book yeah so it was it was only nine issues it didn't last very long at all
0: how did they know Uh, that it was going to get canceled by the first issue
1: well because there were other plans and those were really big plans jeff johns had really made a name for himself um as you know big guy at DC and he what he really wanted Jeff Johns is the biggest flash fan in the world by the way which is why he, he wrote flash for so long and like his, his a TV show exactly and what he wanted and what DC gave him was he wanted to bring back Barry Allen um, so the, the the seeds were there to bring back Barry but they needed to fill some space and they did that by making Bart the flash um, which was interesting at first, I was kind of like, all right, I'll read this because I love Bart. Um, he was fighting the rogues, and the rogues were being led by, and this is someone we, we should definitely bring up. Um, there was an evil twin, a clone of Bart, called Inertia. Or Inertia looked just like Bart, except he had a green outfit. He looked like Bart as Impulse, not as Kid Flash. He had a green outfit, and he was uh, he was an evil Bart. So Bart had an evil twin, and uh, the evil twin wanted to kill... The Flash or Bart, he actually tricked the Rogues into killing Bart, and they succeeded. As in issue nine of Fastest Man Alive, the Rogues, along with uh, along with Inertia, beat Impulse to death, or beat. Flash at this point. They beat him to death and kill him, and he's gone. And uh, that that paved the way for the return of Barry Allen. Which, um, well, actually, while, I'm sorry. I think Wally even came back after that, and then. We got Barry back. It was very confusing. Um, so, what what happened was, with Bart gone, they were able to, to bring Barry back. And then, strangely enough, by that time, by the time they got around to doing that series, Bart had been resurrected in a really goofy way. Uh, it, it, it's silly. And again, it involves like weird magical DC stuff and it's not worth getting into. But Bart came back. The interesting thing is Flash Rebirth. My, Curry, very my my first. Per- yeah.
0: It was my first Flash movie that, that I picked up, and it was it was phenomenal.
1: Well, it, it's it's funny that you say that. It was great because it's John. It was Johns' best, and Ethan Van Sciver, who's an amazing artist. Mm-hmm. But there's there's an interesting piece of Bart Allen history in there because Bart uh, is is Kid Flash again, and by the end of that run, Wally's children. Who were having, they had weird powers. Uh, by, but by the end of that run, they didn't have the powers anymore. The brother sacrificed his power and gave it to the sister. So the sister became a speedster. And the sister was really young. She was like six or seven years old, Wally's kid. And she had a crush on Bart. So she took on the mantle of Impulse in the yeah. last page of Flash Rebirth. So we're like, all right, great. We're going to see now a little girl as Impulse. The only problem is um, about eight, six or eight months went by, and DC rebooted its entire universe with the New 52. So the the young uh, crushing on Bart impulse never got to see more than one panel of action ever, and now she doesn't exist anymore.
0: That's sad to hear. Well, but, but who knows? She may show up again in the New 52. We don't underestimate uh, the power of... Uh the new 52 as, as of now. we know that Wally Woods coming back and it's, that's a, that's going to be a huge thing. And it's so, you know, never say never. We may see her again.
1: That's possible. I hope so because I want an impulse in the DC universe. I think there's a hole there. I think that each universe needs a, uh, an innocent character. Um, Someone who just, you know, this, despite all the darkness around them, they're a bright light, and I think we had that in the DC Universe with Bart Allen, and I also think we had it with Ted Cord, and both of those characters are gone, and I hopefully, uh, you know, as we know them, but hopefully with Ted coming back next month, uh, we'll get maybe we'll, maybe we'll get some more fun in the DCU.
0: Yeah, well, and we you now we we talked about the transition from Impulse to Kid Flash to the Flash. To his death and his resurrection, and so on. and hopefully we didn't spoil too much, guys. If you if you want to go back and pick up some of these books, and we it's some of the, we just talked about some of the core essential elements of those those um, those storylines. But how much have we talked about his interaction with Teen Titans and Young Justice?
1: Well, not not that much. Uh, as I mentioned, Young Justice was was before Bart was a member. Well, he was a member of the New Teen Titans. Now that was the first group Bart joined. Um, when he was first around, before his character was defined, he's even being drawn as slightly older than he became once his own book came out. That This new Teen Titans book was an attempt at doing an entirely new group of characters. Uh, and a lot of people don't know about this. This group of Teen Titans contained the Supergirl who was around at that time, who was half Angel and half Clone and it was a big mess. Um, Kyle Rayner was on the team. Um, Arsenal was leading the team. And there were a few other people hanging around, but, uh, and that group didn't last very long and that book was canceled. So there was a whole lot of interaction there, but with young justice, uh, Peter David wrote the entire series and his interaction was great. Cause it gave Bart a place to hang out. It gave Bart friends. And I think that was very important to the, the, uh, the evolution of the character, Robin, Superboy, and impulse became best buddies. They were young justice uh, in issue six of young justice. They introduced some girl characters, uh, we, we had Arrowhead, we had Wonder Girl, and, and who had been in the John Byrne Wonder Woman stuff, and uh, a few other characters who went on to join the group and make it larger. Because Peter David didn't have any boys in his life. He didn't have children. He had children, but they were girls. So he wanted to bring in the girls to to be able to write more of what he knew. So he increased the, the size of the group. And through that, Bart had, uh, again, he, he got a structure. He got a family, a friends. Uh, the first issue of Young Justice is actually Superboy... Robin and Impulse camping out in the old Justice League cave, which was their first headquarters. So uh, it was neat, and it, it, a lot of the times there was stuff going on where uh, the Justice League would have to step in and say, "You, you kids are doing bad stuff. We got to stop you." And it turned out the kids were always right. By the time Teen Titans comes along, um, there was a character. A couple characters had died. Uh, the The Jeff Johns New Teen Titans series or Teen Titans series. Um, came after the death of a couple of characters. Donna Troy had died. Um, Lilith, who was a minor character, had died. So there was some bad blood. Um, Wonder Girl especially didn't want to be around, and, and Bart felt guilty for being there and not doing enough. So going into the New Teen Titans run, uh, as well as developing Bart, they were developing everybody else. So uh, you got a much more mature bunch of heroes. Uh, and But it was still family. But it wasn't the same family. Uh, the the Teen Titans is done by Jeff Johns. Were living in um, the Titans Tower again, and what they did is it was where they went for the weekend, where they when they weren't um, you know doing school or or whatever crap they had to do. So it was building on that family and turning Bart from a child prodigy into a a, a semi adult hero. So that was a big evolution for the character of Bart.
0: Yeah, there, yeah, it's like, and it's. Even though he's w- not one of the most, how should I put it, most well, fe- in one of not mo- one of one of the most featured flashes. As of now, there's a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of focus on Barry so in the current in the current comics. There is a huge fan following for for, for Bard, and I, I and I also think that came f- through all the um, all the media stuff. And um, unless you don't have any, do you have any any other do you have anything else to point out um, that it, that could be good for our listeners to know about Bart Allen?
1: Well, one interesting thing is uh, DC in the early 90s, also around the time of the introduction of BART, did a uh, comic series that tied in with a toy line called Total Justice. Um, so BART, very close after his introduction, has an action figure. So there's a really cool BART action figure out there. Uh, so if you're a BART collector, that's something you should look for, Total Justice Impulse. Um, there was also, uh, they did a, a great impulse figure with the big feet, the, the way that Herb, Humberto Ramos drew him big feet and the goofy goggles and a really cool look. Um, and then of course, the new Teen Titans run of action figures that came out later, there's a Kid Flash Bart outfit, uh, action figure that's out there. Uh, it also should be noted that we're doing this podcast at a very good time because in, in July, I believe it's July of of this year, Bart Allen is 20 years old as a character.
0: That's amazing. We, we'll have to do maybe a Bart, Bart Allen celebration episode then.
1: I'm there for some... If there's cake, I'm there. Will you have cake?
0: I I, I don't know how to bake. Crap. I well, can, get I, someone I, to buy I, some I, cake. Sure. We, I, we we need. Well, oh, why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, with that being said about the comic aspect of Bar Allen, let's talk about Bar Allen from the media, such as TV shows that he's been on. And he, he, this, is, this is the part where I come in and give my perspective because I, I follow... Bart was actually one of the characters I follow the most through animation and the live-action stuff, and it wasn't until after Smallville ended and when he showed up in a digital comic that I got more into Bart in terms of the comic world. But, um, yeah, let's talk about Bart on Smallville, which is I think where people know him the most from. Uh, Kyle Garner, who, who, who played Bart Allen, uh, he, he showed up first in, in the fourth episode of Season 4, I believe, called Run, and... Um, He's a he's a he's a homeless kid who has to steal in order to survive, and um, we see that he steals from uh, John, uh, Jonathan Clark's dad. He we see that he's stolen the identities of Jay Garrick, Bar- Barry Allen, Wally West, which <laughs> I can't imagine the geekdom that must have happened to half the viewers of that episode because they were like, oh my god, they mentioned all of them, and um, yeah, so in I don't. I don't want to spoil too much because if you guys want to go back and watch those episodes, um, go ahead and do that. I'm not going to spoil too much. I'm just going to say that throughout all these episodes on the TV show, he's mostly seen as a little brother to Clark. He he looks up to Clark, and he's, you know, Clark does inspire him and help him get on the right path. And um, this episode aired years ago, so I don't know why I'm worried about spoilers. But it's a it's a great it's a it's not just a great episode for in terms of introducing a DC character to the the small universe, it's also a great episode because at that time, Clark was going through a lot of difficult stuff. He was, you know, he was about to graduate, and, you know, he was going through his last year in high school. Lana was gone. She was in Paris with her boyfriend, and life was different because he had been brainwashed by Jor-El and so on. So, you know, having somebody like, Bart kind of gave him some distraction, but also something that he could look into and be like, look, look at somebody like a little brother, to be honest. Because he he was trying to help Bart in many ways, uh, like a bro would do, basically. And uh, throughout, the, I, I, my favorite episode with Bart is Run and Justice. Um, that's his second to the last, to the last episode. He shows up one more time in um, in season eight in the episode Doomsday. Um, the season finale of season 8, not the best season finale, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, we, we, but we do see more, we do see more, um, more of Bart, um in the comic, in the, the episode Haunted. And uh, we do have some reference to Bard during this, the final season of Smallville, but, I don't know, I, I count more, I count his appearances as when we actually see him. Um, not sure. That, yeah, not when he's standing in, in some distant background as, uh, where you can tell that it is a stunt double or whatever. But, um, in Honda he's, he has to fight a speed demon, who is, the, I think is their Brian Cumulus version of the black flash. And, um, we, we do meet Jay Garrick and we do, we do find out the reason why J, J- Bart ha- had all those names in his head. And, um, yeah, it's it's um it's a it's a great story that came out um I think last year, so, but sadly what happens is, um, I don't know how much I want to give away, but what basically happens to Bart is something really bad happens, but we do find out the, the the true origin of
1: matches up pretty well with what we've seen in the comics.
0: Yeah, exactly. I. Well, you know, wait, you know what? Because we're here to actually, you know, g- you know, give you background, you know, background stuff on Bard. Okay, it's been a year. The comic has been <clears throat> out, so we can just say it. Bard dies in in Honda and um, uh, he, he he sacrifices himself to defeat the speed demon. And later in the sm- season eleven run, when Clark goes to the future, the last thing he sees before he goes back to the present is he sees a mother with a kid who's running around, and he learns and. And in, in, the, in the name of that kid is Bartholomew Allen. And in the episode Run, Bard makes a joke that he is from the future. He tries to impress Chloe because who wouldn't try to impl- impress Chloe? And um, but what happens is uh, he he makes that joke, and then you know years later, Brian Camilla basically decided to do that origin by saying that yeah, he came from the future. And um, we learned that that that's how Clark. You know how Bart would come to be and uh, where he would go. And um, they haven't touched on that. Well, since he went back to the present, we haven't seen a lot of Bart since then or focus on Bart from the future. But um, how much do you remember Bart from, uh, Bart from the live action stuff?
1: Uh, quite a bit. Um, one thing I think that you, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, pointed out that I think is, is very important is what Bart's function was in Clark's life, and that is almost always Bart's function. Bart is light where there's darkness. Bart can come in at that moment where you're lowest and and just by being a goofball, bring you high again. um it's it, it seemed to be his function in the, in the DC universe for years too. He did the same thing for Wally as his time during his time as the flash, and uh, he did it for the Titans and uh, he. Again, that's a very important function, and it was carried over very well in the Smallville TV show. Um, one thing about the the, the uh, apparent demise of Bart in the comic is that I think it's possible he's not dead. Um, Barry Allen was believed dead for a long time, but he was actually just in the Speed Force, and he came back. So I'm thinking that it's possible, if you wanted to, Bart could be brought back in the Smallville comic as having been trapped in the speed force.
0: That's possible. Actually. Now, now that you think about now, now did I mention that, I already mentioned it
1: Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see more of Bart in the Smallville comic. Um, <clears throat> I don't buy the Smallville comic every time it comes out. I just buy it. If the story is something I, I like a lot. And so far they've been, they've been nailing it pretty well. Uh, if Bart comes back, they have my money again, for sure.
0: Yeah. Brian community is a, is a talented writer and, um, yeah, he does a great job. He does a great job. Um, Agreed. And uh, there, there was a lot. There was, there was some controversy about Bart's identity throughout the series because a lot of people thought he actually was Barry Allen. They thought this was a, uh, it, this was an alternate version of uh, Barry for some reason, and um, there was a lot of discussion, I know, about this character. But eventually, it was revealed that he, you know, this was Bart... And there is a Bar Allen, probably out Barry Allen somewhere, but you know the latest issue of um, Smallville, which is um, a new arc, which is called Lantern. And what could that be? I, I have no idea what that's about. Um, no, but um, they introduced John Stewart. So if they are introducing John Stewart, they're probably gonna need a Flash because I think they're doing the Justice League in the Smallville comic right now. So we have a Wonder Woman, we have a Batman, we have we have John Stewart now, we have Martin Manhunter. So, I'm just saying. So, if you wanted a, a possible dosage of Flash in the Smallville universe, stay tuned because he may show up soon. I I don't know. But uh, no, but I I always loved Bart on Smallville, and I think Kyle Garner, he did a fantastic job. He was he was funny, he was sassy, he, and also because he was so young, but he he was so, he was able to stand up to Tom Welling so like he was able to stand up to Clark so well and, on an equal ground, and. um I, I liked it.
1: I agree. Um, though he's he's young and he's innocent, um, when it comes down to it, he does have the heart of a hero, and that's in every incarnation I've seen, uh, with the possible exception of the new Fifty Two version. But um, Bart is a hero, and and when it comes down to it, he may you you may assume he's just a kid and not think much about him, but uh, at the right moment, Bart Bart comes through, and that's that's the core of the character, I think.
0: Okay, yeah, and um, yeah, if you want to see this episode, just you can buy this um, the complete set of small. If you want, I it's a great show. I know, I think it's actually pretty cheap right now on Amazon. So um, and it's a run, justice and doomsday. Those are the episodes we see him in. Excellent. And we bar does show up in animated stuff. I I never saw Teen Titans. Um, I saw Bart. I, I did see Young Justice though, and um, he was voiced by J- Jason Marsden, and we first see him in Bloodline, and he's hilarious throughout the whole run. He's talking about crashing the mode, and he goes back in time to the past because their their future is basic basically destroyed. There's no there's no future for for Bart right now, or at that point. He has a great relationship with. Um, Blue Beetle. That was one of my favorite aspects in season 2. I, I wrote a lot about that in my reviews on Keith's TV, uh, which is which is run by the same guy who runs Green Air TV and Flash TV News and so on. Uh, I, I know, and I always point out my, in my reviews that this is a fun relationship. I want to see more of that. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, and the, but sadly the show was was cancelled because Car Network are morons. And, um, yeah, I, I have no problem saying that. Yeah, Bart... Well because Justice was recently I'm not going to reveal entirely what happens but he something happens that, that it eventually makes him uh, take over for the, as the kid flash because he's impulse when we first when we see him um, in the in the second season and by the end of the season two he becomes kid flash he takes over
1: Yes, which is a great transition. I think the young justice version of Bart is the the truest version we've seen since the original comics. Since Mark Wade and Peter David wrote the original comics, and the reason it's so good is Peter David did write that initial story with Bart in it. Um, Bloodlines was was written by Peter David, and he wrote a few other episodes in the season. And uh, you know, there's there's no nothing like the original to make it better. Because although Mark Wade created uh, Impulse, Peter David and Wade wrote some of the best stories with Impulse in it. So it was good getting the master and getting him on board. It was a very smart move.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's where I got to know Bart from. And um, yeah, I, I think from what I've seen of, of Bart, whether it's live action or the comics or animated, I think they've done a pretty good job sticking to his roots, who, who he is and so on.
1: Yeah, definitely. And there are always going to be some differences um, in different media. That's, that's you know, it's almost expected and that that's fine. The, the trick is to keep to the core of the character. What makes him or her great, and they—they they certainly did that with Bart and Young Justice, and uh, we could have asked for a better animated Bart. Exactly,
0: but yeah, uh, I think that will basically wrap it up for us. I, I and I—I think we said pretty much everything there is. If you have any more questions about Bart, you can tweet me at the Flash Podcast, or you can tweet
1: G, Gene at um, at Gene Hoyle H O Y L E.
0: Exactly. So if you have any more questions, just ask us, and we can we'll do our best whatever you want Uh, if you whether it's a comic book whether it's a recommendation of a comic book or if it's um more opinions about Bart, we'll try to do do whatever we can but um but yeah um uh, gene thank you so much for coming on and plug whatever you have to um plug whatever website and podcast you're doing
1: sure well uh as some of you may know, if you've listened to Nerd Nation Radio, we've been on hiatus for quite a while, but all of our episodes are still up. If you go over to www.blogtalkradio.com slash nerdnation, you can see all of our stuff. We do plan on coming out of hiatus at some point. Uh, we're not sure exactly when Zeke and I can get together and do it, but it will happen. Uh, in the meantime, we're doing something kind of exciting. Um, we are branching off into into the publishing field, uh, the publishing of comics and, and, and books, and uh, the first project we had was last year. That was a Soulstar project, but now we're coming back this year with some truly amazing things. The next book is actually uh, going to be kickstarted, starting I believe in early April. It's a project of Seeks, probably the the uh, close to as personal as Soulstar was, and that's a, a project called Elon Vital, which he'll be talking more about. But it's uh, it's an amazing book that encompasses different art styles. And uh, the Kickstarter will be up in April, and you definitely should check that out. We're going to follow that up with a book that I'm writing and we're uh, currently seeking an artist for called Gateway Runners. Uh, It's a return to science fiction, fun science fiction, and smart science fiction comics. I couldn't be more excited. It's it's definitely the most personal project I've worked on. And there's some other stuff I can't tell you about yet. But if you listen to, uh, if you go to our our Nerd Nation Facebook page, which is, you know, www.facebook.com to us uh, it's, it's nerd nation podcast uh it'll come up with nerd nation check us out there that's what we'll be detailing what's going on and uh i'm so sure seek will have more information about his project coming up very soon
0: yeah exactly and we i will keep you guys posted about that and um anything else you want to plug
1: um geez you know um of course listen to all andy's stuff andy is the uh the podcast king mm-hmm. he doesn't he, he doesn't like to plug other stuff i think but uh Listen to all his podcasts because he's got a lot.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> you can find the podcast now, like I said, on the flashpodcast.com. That is your your home for the podcast. Um, we are on Facebook at facebook.com the flash podcast, Twitter at the flash podcast. We are part of the Google Plus circle for the flash uh, it's called the Flash Circle. So just um, Hank, who runs that circle, he's he's been he's kind of he's he's one of my good friends. He's letting me, he's letting me be part of that circle. So we, for anyone who's at Google Plus, you can get updates for the podcast from the podcast on that circle as well. You can find us on Stitcher Radio, the streaming radio app that you can um, get on your phone and listen to the podcast wherever you go iTunes, iTunes, we're starting to get more reviews for the show and um, ratings and um, yeah, keep keep doing that because I want to find out more and more. I want to find out more and more uh, what you guys think about the show, what I can do to improve it, and uh, what you like the most about the show and um, be honest, if you feel I- I'm doing a crappy job, just tell me and I will try to improve. But yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, iTunes, Stitcher Radio and uh, the website of course and if you want to listen to SoundCloud, just head over to soundcloud.com, slash the Flash Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast there as well. Excellent. Until next time, I'm Andy Back and I will see you on the Flash Podcast.